We love our kids. We do. We have individuals that devote their time to teach Sunday school here at our church. We have individuals among us that have gone all the way to get master's degrees just so they can teach our children in our local schools. Some of our schedules even revolve around children's activities. Imagine that, games, meets, performances, teacher conferences, doctor's appointments, dentists, orthodontists. We even take the time on a Sunday morning to bless their backpacks to pray over their teachers, their school systems. From the moment we find out we're expecting a child, our lives change to better theirs. Life was not the same for children when Mark wrote this. The three verses that Margot read, three, There's a lot in there. When Mark was following Jesus, everything was about connection, who you know, kind of like the six degrees of separation, which makes me think of Kevin Bacon, but some of those younger ones probably don't even know who he is anymore. But the closer you were to the top, if you knew who the emperor was, if you knew who the high officials were, if you were close buds with them, you had more respect. And the further your degrees of separation, the lower you were socially. And after all the men were women, and then after all of the women were the children. They were not viewed the same way as we view them in our society today. Now, looking back at our history, Mark has taken place to where it's a time period that was really thought of as being progressive. This is about 300 years after Alexander the Great. And you'll remember Alexander the Great, he was known for having these troops with all kinds of people from varied backgrounds, and what made them so unique was that whenever they conquered a territory, they didn't just go in and make everything Greek like they were. They went in and they taught them how they did things, and then they learned how, how the other group did things too. And they blended their styles, and they had a variety of ways of doing things, and whether it was simple things like how they dressed, because they adopted both cultures whenever they took over a territory. To, to other things as to how they prepared food and how they would eat their food, um, it was radically different, this whole progressive time that nothing before it had happened like that. Normally you conquer a land and everything becomes like you have it because your way is the best way. And so this was radically progressive during this time and this is about 300 years after this. So you can imagine that it should be more and more progressive. The only problem was that with their government, they went ahead and they added people that weren't Greeks, but Greeks didn't understand the whole government process. And if it took them a while to understand it, then they would just push them out to the side and they would fill them with somebody that did understand the government there. And so these people that weren't Greeks 
started realizing that they were no longer a part of their government and that their voice wasn't heard and they felt like second-class citizens. Now, right before this text, the end of chapter 9, Jesus starts talking and really reprimanding his disciples because they're judging people. And he's telling them, don't look at others outside sources for how worthy they are. And he's getting on to them and he's even mentioning children. And it's actually kind of disturbing the end of chapter nine. The extent that Jesus goes to tell them you're better off in this really bad area than to hinder or stop someone else from coming to me. And then here we are in chapter 10 and what's happening? The same thing is happening again. They're stopping. These kids, we, we have these parents. And some of them probably didn't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. But what they did know was that this man was going to be talked about for years to come. This was somebody special. And they wanted their children to be touched by him. Just to touch him. So that years down the road, when they tell these stories of Jesus, they can say, and I even touched him. They knew that Jesus was important. And here the disciples are with these children coming up to Jesus and they say, no, this man is busy. You kids, y'all go on and play, go somewhere else. Don't bother him. And Jesus hears this and he's upset. And he should be, because he just told them right before this, don't hinder people from me. Don't keep them. And I don't know if the disciples just thought that applied to adults, because they were worthy of Jesus' time. And these mere children, they were worthless. They're fully dependent on others. They don't contribute to society. But Jesus... Jesus says, no, come to me. And these children come to him and he takes them in his arms and he lays his hand upon them and he blesses them. Now in certain denominations still to this day, if a pastor, if a priest comes and lays their physical hand on you, that is a special kind of a blessing. Jesus was trying to make a point to his disciples to make sure that they knew even these people that you think are below helping, caring, and serving, these are the ones that the kingdom was created for. 
Now, for us, this doesn't mean that we read these three simple verses and we pat ourselves on the back proudly saying, we respect our kids. We, we take care of them. We make sure that they get a good education. They go to the doctor. They have clean clothes on. They even brush their teeth. They're welcome in our worship services. And we should be proud of that, but that's not what Jesus is saying in these times. In this passage, Jesus is saying these people that we don't respect, that we don't look at as being worthy, these people that we can never imagine ourselves serving, these are the ones that we are to serve, that we are to go out and show the love of Christ too, and let them know that the kingdom is for them. The refugees, the homeless, the people that don't look or talk like us, the people that aren't from the same place that we are from, the people that we use the terms those, those are the ones we should be loving and caring for and serving because all of us is who the kingdom is for. And that's the point that Jesus is trying to make. It's not for any certain type of people. The kingdom is for everyone. And so when you look at that poster hung in a nursery wall in which Jesus has these kids crowded around him, Know that that is what the kingdom looks like. The kingdom is people coming to Jesus. I was met with Christ telling me to come and accept him. And I did, and I changed. And that's what life is in the kingdom, allowing someone to come in and love you and care for you as you love and care others. Let us continue to love and care people for people and to come to this table and to receive the gifts of God that we've been given so graciously. Let us come as we sing, thank you, Lord. Number 531.